live on YouTube. I'm live on I'm live on Facebook Live and I'm live on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. I'm alive. It's alive. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions, and welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am the aforementioned Tony Visick. We come to you every day. Every day, every day, every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, our Arizona time, because we're not actually on Mountain Standard Time because we didn't do Daylight Savings Time. So we're actually on Pacific Time, and I don't feel like confusing you with all that stuff. So 2 o'clock Arizona time. If you're watching now, you don't need to know what time it is because you already know what time it is. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. We are your daily distraction from all the weirdness, anger, anxiety, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, almost didn't make it to the show because I was um, goofing off with my grandson and uh, I was having a good time. I was having fun. Uh, we bought some Nerf guns and we did a little swimming. And after this, we're going to have a little lunch. Uh, hello, Lauren Oliver from uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, getting some R&R. Hello, Randy. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, we kicked into gear last night. The latest version of our advanced uh, stand-up comedy workshop, which is uh, not only a great workshop, it's also become like a uh, a little family to me. To me, um, and like family, they'll hurt me. No, uh, <laughs> it's a great group of incredibly uh, talented and creative people, and we kicked it off last night. Planning on doing a beginning workshop tonight. You still have time to join that if you want. Just go to comedyschools.com and click. On the uh, uh, the link for the beginning workshop, uh, it's a mere one ninety nine. Five weeks, Thursday, six p.m. So if you're interested, check it out. We are taking a break from shows this weekend. We're taking a break from shows this weekend, uh, and kind of uh, uh, husbanding, husband, husband, husbanding, 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 husbanding our resources, and going to have some great shows for you on Zoom and live. Coming up throughout the rest of July into August, you'll want to uh, you want to pay attention to this space for that, along with ComedySchools.com and ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. So this show is built around three things, ladies and gentlemen. And let's uh, hello Tina and Mike Lawson. Hello Randy. Hello Lauren. Uh, who else can I say hi to? Willie Randolph. Uh, it's built around three things, and that is your uh, questions or comments. Posted here on Facebook Live, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, or ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, me showing you some knick-knack, trinket, memorabilia that I have laying around the house. And possibly building a little story around it. Then, um, <laughs> you know that's not a place to put your soda. <laughs> my uh, my uh, good pal, my friend. My buddy, and I mean that, my grandson came up here. He had a nice Diet Pepsi, and he almost was going to sit on some vinyl albums. But then he went, no, that's that's no, that's no, not that smart. He knew. I was just putting it there so that I could yeah. put some stuff down, and then I'll pick it up. And uh, you did, yes. Yes, you were putting some stuff down so you could pick it up. Excellent. Um, all right, you know, so, uh, yeah, some trinket. And then I, I recommend uh, two pieces of music or two artists based on my vast Vinyl album collection. Going to show off a couple of uh, uh, rarities. Not rare artists, but rarities as far as the vinyl pressings here in a few moments. Uh, what have I got? 
You know, I didn't look at the news much today. I read it in the morning. I don't have it on all day, every day anymore. You know, I find that it necessary to watch uh, local news now because I need uh, local to my town, Maricopa, local to the greater Phoenix area in Arizona, regionally, keeping track of my friends, making sure everybody's safe, uh, all the way up to, all the way up to nationally. Um, not a lot of good news going on. There's some, if you, here's the problem with good news right now. Can I be honest with you? Here's the problem with good news right now, and there is some. But the problem is the fools, and I don't know what else to call them. I only have a high school education. I'm sure there's a better word. The fools, the deniers, these are the anti-vaxxers, climate-denying, Obamagate, Pizzagate, people who want to believe every god darn conspiracy theory that comes down the pipe Anything that fits the narrative in their mind, heart, and soul. Find any little piece of good news and then run with it until it becomes bad news. Numbers go down. Everybody goes out and starts rubbing butts down by the river. Everybody goes cramming into restaurants, licking each other. I don't know, you know, why you would lick one yourself at a restaurant. You know, I mean, I, you know what? I've, I, what I've done one time is I put, when I was a kid, I put salt on my hand and then licked that. But I think that's the only time I ever licked myself at a restaurant. But uh, I don't eat salt anymore because I don't want high blood pressure. So um, uh, when you find some good news, they run with it until it turns into bad news. Numbers went down. Every, they all ran out and socially mingled like crazy. And now the numbers are going up. And I did hear something interesting today. And it seems to be the final argument against these anti-maskers. You know, and you know what? You're right. It is a little more difficult to breathe with a, uh, with a mask on. Whether it's a surgical mask or these uh, faux uh, N95, they're not the FN95s. You know the ones that kind of look like a duck's beak. Uh, these are the most common ones, or a cloth mask or anything. It does sometimes make it a little difficult to breathe. Every once in a while, I gotta kind of just grab the edge when I'm away from everywhere, pull it forward a little bit, and take a breath. That's true. I'm not gonna lie to you. But if you think masks don't work. Then the next time you go to the doctor, next time you're going in to have surgery, and as they're wheeling you in, tell all the doctors and anesthesiologists, just take off your surgical mask, because when you got my body opened up, I don't care if you breathe, breathe and cough right into it. The mask is designed to keep you from infecting other people. Some people go, well, I don't have it. Well, you don't know if you have it. Some people go, I'm asymptomatic. and doesn't really spread when you're asymptomatic. We don't know that to be true. But you might not be asymptomatic. You might be pre-symptomatic. And here's the thing, kids. Here's the thing, okay? You may be pre-symptomatic, feeling fine, out shopping without your mask, and all of a sudden it kicks in right there. You may be right in the middle of a restaurant in front of all kinds of people, and all of a sudden it kicks in right there, and you're, and there, now you've spread it. You might be down at the river, Tubing with everybody, partying, you know, dancing on the dock, okay, and feeling fine. It's like, and there you've spread it to everyone around you, okay? But the next time that you're going to have surgery, or if you're ever going to have surgery, tell the doctor, doctors not to wear a mask. The mask is to protect other people from you. And if we all wear one, we're all protecting one another from each other, and the numbers will go down. Uh, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, what have I got today as far as, uh, I'm wearing a Clippers hat. I'm pretty excited. 
I, it's tempered excitement. It's not euphoric excitement, but I'm looking forward to uh, the end of this month. We will have uh, NBA games and we will have Major League Baseball. So far, we may not. Let's be frank, we may not. Okay, it might not work out, but darn it, they're working towards it. And then even going into August, possibly preseason football. We may or we may not. But I am looking forward to the NBA. I Man, my hat's off. I'm not going to take it off. It's too big of a pain in the ass because then I got to take off the earphones and take off the hat. And I've been swimming, so then my hair all stick up. Uh, but I am looking forward to watching uh, uh, NBA games again. I know it's going to be different. They're all playing in the same city, Orlando. They're playing seven, eight games a day. Only eight games uh, left in the regular season for each of the teams that are in it. And then we go into the finals. But... Uh, I love watching basketball. I love watching baseball. I love watching sports. I'm not a sports nut. I don't sit around all day listening to like ESPN sports talk. I just enjoy watching the games. They are a diversion and distraction for me. And the cool thing about a diversion and distraction is that it then allows you to then go back to the task that you need to complete and be more effective. It's the same thing with dark humor. What's going on with humor right now? Outside of stand-up or even inside stand-up, it's just pathetic. People attacking people over jokes told 5, 10, 15 years ago. People attacking one another over jokes now that uh, they go, that offends me. And they go, I don't know what that even meant, you know? I mean, there's some jokes that are offensive. I don't do jokes about um, other people's ethnicity. I don't do jokes about um, people who are traditionally in uh, 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 poorly treated groups. I believe that comedy is best when punching up, but the idea of destroying someone's life and career over an ill-timed remark or a uh, uh, type of humor that was uh, perfectly in fashion and in vogue when they were doing it, it isn't now. It's kind of sad, kind of sad. But that's what dark humor does for paramedics, doctors, EMTs, uh, people who work in uh, trauma units, soldiers, firemen, police. They all have sometimes what is known as gallows humor or dark humor, and it helps them get through the day. Unfortunately, nowadays, so many things are recorded that then taken out of context is just a way to keep you from smashing your head against the wall by telling a joke gets recorded, and then you get painted as the bad guy. Um, I think my, um, my wife and my grandson are playing some weird... Is that Stratego you guys are playing? Yeah. Is it? They're playing Stratego, but they're playing by Sullivan Rules. You're playing by the actual rules? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, let me see. What, uh, uh, don't get the chewing gum under the table now. Mass totally worse. Ask Bruce Wayne. There we go. There we go. They totally work. All right, let's get to the stuff. We were talking about sports. I found this unopened box sitting in the house. We got this, and we never had it. That's right. It's a bobblehead. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. And I swear to God, we've now done over 100 shows. I don't think, and we've got maybe five or six Arizona Diamondbacks do, uh, bobbleheads. And I'm not going to tell you this, our secret stash where we find them. But this is Dan Heron. And it's a good bobblehead because look, it bounces. It's got a nice backdrop to it. It must have been on Pepsi night, maybe on All-Star night. I think if I'm looking right, you see there's little uh, ridges right there. You see those little ridges? I think this all connects up. And I'm going to have to check into our bobblehead connection, uh, collection. I'll check that afterwards to see if we have other ones that will connect. 
with Dan Heron, but this is a really good, solid piece here. Uh, we had one the other day. It was just like plastic and falling apart. This is a major. It's got weight. It's got heft. It's got a good bobble to it. It's got good detail. He's a pitcher. A little baseball in his hand. There's the glove. Bobbleheads make me laugh. Oh, man, because they're silly. And there, I already broke part of it. Wow. Okay, it's not really broken. The Pepsi thing just kind of popped out. I got to pop it back in there. There we go. There we go. All right, so there we got. This can be glued. My wife's good with that. I broke the Pepsi off my bobblehead. Uh, Dan Heron, right there for your listening and viewing pleasure. Uh, you know what? I should get a Bruce Wayne bobblehead. That would be fun. Sure, you're going to have to glue that. Okay, I'm too hard on it. It's my fault. Um, what's that? Uh, Patricia, Patricia Child says, hello, Tony, far too long between hellos, XOXOXO, joy and wishing you the best. Love this. Thank you, Patricia. Hello, Kevin Brown. Uh, I'm totally like thrown off base right now because the little thing broke on my bobblehead and it kind of made me sad. And then um, these two were over here having a party. So uh, I don't know what the heck's going on. Let's get to the music. Let's get to the music all right so i got two things to show you here and they are rarities and this first one first sir rare the artist is not a rarity the artist is frank sinatra himself there we go look at that the man the myth the legend this album is from the capitol vault and it's a reissue so they started reissuing vinyl a few years ago and vinyl had gotten pretty cheaply made for a long time. If you have vinyl records, you go through your collection, some from the 70s or right before the age of CD, and the, their records are so flimsy because they were saving money and so light. Uh, but this, come dance with me, or if you're in the mood for listening, sit this one out in the spotlight. Frank Sinatra on the bandstand with Billy May, the program Vocals That Dance. On this album, great songs, great songs. Great to listen to. If you're starting to grow a little bit in life now, if you're teens or 20s, maybe Frank's not for you. But as you get in your late 20s and early 30s, he definitely is. Um, despite anything about his personal life, this was grown-up music. This is grown-up music. This is for people when things are beginning to go well in life. Come dance with me. Something's got to give just in time. Dancing in the dark. By the way, you thought Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark was the original one, but you cannot copyright a song title. So even though there was a song out called Dancing in the Dark before Bruce's, um, Bruce was able to uh, use that title. Too Close for Comfort, I Could Have Danced All Night. That's just side one. Side two, Saturday night, day in, day out, cheek to cheek, baubles, bangles, and beads. The song is you in the last dance. Hold on. Goodbye, Sullivan. All right, Sullivan's got to go. Uh, this was uh, from the Capitol Vaults, 180-gram vinyl, audiophile quality, faithfully restored, Capitol Limited Edition. I don't know how many came out, but it's a beautiful shape. It cost me 20 bucks and worth every penny. I listened to it once because I don't want to tear it up. Uh, great stuff. Here's the cool thing, if you look. Right there, you see that building? That's the Capitol Records building. And for uh, many years, I lived just a couple of blocks from the Capitol Records building in Hollywood. Why does it look that way? Let me show it to you on YouTube as well. 
Why does that building look that way? So let's look at it closely. That's not a great shot of it. We can get better pictures of it. You recognize it, the Capitol Records building. It's built like a bunch of records stacked on top of one another. In the old days, a long, long time ago, you used to get uh, hi-fis, record players, if you will, and you stacked either 45s or albums on top of each other so that you could keep the party going and it'd play, the arm would lift up, move away, the next record would drop down, and the arm would come over and drop on it. And that was the height of technology. The height of technology. And the Capitol Records building, Capitol Records building, which uh, also contains legendary Studio A, where so much of Sinatra and other great artists, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, uh, so many people recorded, uh, is in that building. If you're ever in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard near Hollywood and Geyer, or Hollywood and Gower, Hollywood and Argyle, okay, if you kind of look a little bit to the north, you'll see the Capitol Records building towering up and uh, it looks a little anachronistic now. It looks like something kitschy from the 1950s. But it's a great building, a great monument to a certain type of architecture, uh, probably called uh, Googie. A lot of those crazy coffee house designs you saw with neon and stuff was Googie architecture. That was the name of it. Um, great design, okay, uh, and still very functional and great music made there. Frank Sinatra. That was a reissue. This is not a reissue, but super cool. Bob Dylan, Shadows in the Night. Once again, this is a rare limited edition. A rare limited edition. We got the back. See Bob sitting there hanging out with someone, with a young lady, wearing a mask. And this was, this was Bob Dylan... On a limited, once again, limited edition, 180 gram vinyl. So uh, very heavy vinyl. So it didn't uh, scratch easily or tear up easily or any of that. Uh, and uh, the sound is actually a little better. This is Bob Dylan, do, Bob Dylan doing standards. The kind of songs that Frank Sinatra did. Bob Dylan, the infant terrible, who upended the world of folk music, upended the world of rock music, Upended the world of music, stepping back to music that he loved from long ago. And here's what's on the album. Uh, I'm a Fool to Want You, The Night We Called It a Day, Stay With Me, Autumn Leaves, Stunning Tune. Uh, we try to, uh, why do I try to change me now? Some Enchanted Evening. Some Enchanted Evening, you will find a stranger. Full moon and empty arms, where are you? What'll I do? And that lucky old son, which was um, a favorite of my dad's. My dad used to just burst into song for no particular reason. And that lucky old son, that lucky old son's got nothing to do. It's a great lyric. Up in the morning, out on the job. Work like a dog for my pay. But that lucky old son's got nothing to do but roll around the heavens all day. So Dylan did a version of that. This was Dylan going back and paying homage to the great American songbook. There are songs from the 1800s. Dylan's done albums of those. Uh, uh, songs that are kind of lost. Child's ball Ballads, Stephen Foster songs. Uh, even a version of Dixie. And uh, they asked him why he did it. They're great songs and they're going to get lost. Someone has to record them so they can be remembered. So Dylan is a great chronicler. chronicler 
chronicler of uh, several of the great American songbooks, going back into the 1800s, going into uh, uh, the Tin Pan Alley era, going into uh, uh, the blues, uh, blues and country uh, and uh, uh, bluegrass era, and of course creating uh, a whole new genre of music on his own, folk rock. So I'm proud of both of these albums because they are rare reissues that you only buy if you really love sound. And the sound on them is stunning. I don't know if you have vinyl records. I don't know if you listen to vinyl records. Um, I did read an interview with Dylan one time when CDs were coming along, and he was really ambivalent about putting his music on CD. He goes, there's something, something alive with the needle touching that vinyl where an actual groove where was someone was singing that the sound of their voice was then carried through wires and then cut a groove into a disc because there's something alive about that and there's a deepness and richness to the music that he he said i don't know if it's captured on cd you be the judge but i love listening to vinyl i have a ton of cds i get a ton of audio cassettes by the way we save our vinyl albums we save our CDs. Very few of us save our audio cassettes. Very few. I still got a box full of them, but you don't really go through them and touch them and feel them and go, wow, this is incredible. But anyway, uh, what's lost now in uh, music, American music, music in general, and the download generation is you don't have something that you can touch, maybe not taste, but feel. But with vinyl, you do. And with those two vinyl records, you definitely do. You might want a YouTube uh, Bob Dylan singing that lucky old son and give me your thoughts on it. Okay. Or you might want to YouTube, uh, Frank Sinatra with Billy May on come dance with me and listen to his version of come dance with me and tell me that's not a great record. And you know what? And this has been a great day to do a show. And I want to thank you very much for, uh, listening in today. Uh, I will miss you all until 2 PM tomorrow, mountain standard time. When I come back with another tale with more thrilling tales of yesteryear on the lone ranger. Diddle it. No, that's not what we're doing. All right, my name's Tony Vizic. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.